This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday, September 15th, wherever and however you are connected Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the only man not invited to Utah County dance parties, Jason Shepard. Seriously, apparently everybody and their grandmothers being invited to these Utah County dance parties, but yet I don't get an invite. I, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's there's, not, there's nothing right about that scenario. In fact, I want to make something perfectly clear, and I'm going to look straight into the camera when I say this. <laughs> I'm going straight into the camera for this one. Hi, my name's Jason, and I like to party. <laughs> Well, we've already got one quote from Hot Rod into the show, so it's been a success. Why, why did I get an invite? Speaking of dance parties. Are you buying all this, too, that, like, literally everybody's partying in Utah County? No. At least that's what people want you to believe. <laughs> I am not buying it. However, uh, I do enjoy the dance party, especially in middle school. But we called them stomps. Was stomps, that, that was it. They were, called, they were called stomps. Is that only a Utah thing? Because I referred to that. And I said, I, I said that word, a stomp, and people were like, and I think I was in Nevada or my sisters. And I think it's just a Utah thing. Yeah. A stomp. I had never heard of a stomp until I moved to Utah. Now, I moved to Utah and started eighth grade in Utah. So I grew up with stomp. That was normal to me. But I don't think it's, I don't think that that's everywhere else. <laughs> the stomps and boys to men were hand in hand, weren't they? Absolutely, they were. <laughs> On bended knee, Jason crushing on his uh, middle school girlfriend. Look, there's a reason why this guy wasn't invited to the dance parties. It's because this guy doesn't know how to dance, okay? I'm not even going to pretend that I do. Oh, great stuff. Hopefully, uh, you enjoyed today's show lineup. By the way, you are all invited to join us today. Blaine Fowler, national champion quarterback at BYU, dual threat analyst on what the addition of the Louisiana Tech game means for the strength of schedule for BYU football now that the Army game has been postponed. And do rankings really matter with only 76 or 77, according to Jerem Jordan, teams playing Division I college football? James Empey, the center for BYU football, received a very high grade from Pro Football Focus. Is he drinking that poison or is he listening to Coach Mateos and the top five blowouts all time in BYU football history to represent our top five Tuesday? Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football adds Louisiana Tech to the 2020 football schedule. Cougars and Bulldogs will play at LaBelle Edwards Stadium on Friday, October 2nd. And this once again gives BYU six home games and will be the first ever meeting between these two teams. Head coach Kalani Satake discussed the addition of La Tech and just how pleased he is to see more games on the schedule. It's going to be a, a, a great test for us. You know, we're focused on getting through this week and, and focusing on Troy, but glad that, that Tom was able to add that to the schedule. And uh, I, I think the world of that program, they have tons of athletes. You know, we, we have coaches here that, that have spent some time in that state in Louisiana, so we know what type of athletes they can bring here. And uh, they've, they've, they're going to cause some issues, but right now focused on Troy, but glad that that schedule's filling out. And, you know, one of the things you may be asking yourself is, I wonder how BYU has done historically against Conference USA. Hmm. Ironically enough, that brings us to our stat of the day. 
It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The Cougars 8-3 and all-time versus Conference USA teams. And by the way, they are 3-0 and against current Conference USA teams. Two wins over Middle Tennessee State. One win in a bowl game against UTEP. And now BYU has two Conference USA teams on the schedule this year. With UTSA, the Roadrunners coming to Provo. And... Louisiana Tech coming to Pro fighting Carl Malone Friday night. I just realized I'm wearing my jazz, a jazz shirt now. I did not wear that because of the Louisiana Tech, but that is a nice tie-in. That I probably shouldn't have admitted. I probably should have just said I made it because of that. Dang it. Just ruined it. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. BYU football taking steps to stay healthy and avoid any further game cancellations. Protocols include BYU modifying their practices this week, which will include small groups of 10 to 15 players. The team will continue to use face coverings, social distance, and maintain testing three times per week. Of note, the vast majority of BYU players, and it was a small group, that tested positive were asymptomatic. Still, this means players, coaches, staff, and other personnel may be required to isolate for up to 10 to 14 days. Head coach Kalani Satake stressed that the modifications are designed to press pause on parts of the season, not ultimately stop it. And then he added this about preparation for the Troy Trojans on September 26th. Right now, this week, we're going to do a a different form of practice. I mean, we're limited to uh, certain groups, and our groups are going to be 10 to 15, and uh, they can't involve other coaches moving back and forth and other players moving back and forth. And so this week won't be the same type of um, prep that you would do for an opponent, knowing that you can't get on the field and practice all the different looks you're going to get. But our guys will be, you know, we'll do our install through virtual, um, through Zoom and things like that, and we'll try to get as much preparation uh, for Troy as possible. Zoom installations for the (laughs) Troy Trojans. You do what you got to do. You have you you basically take the cards you're dealt, and that's that's the hand you move on with, right? Yeah, that's what you have to do in these times. According to Pro Football Focus, the top four highest graded offensive linemen in college football are all BYU Cougars. Clark Barrington graded the highest at 96.7. Tristan Hodge had a 94.9. James Empey is a 92.1, and Brady Christensen graded at 91.1. BYU offensive line coach. Uh, Eric Mateos, however, responded to Pro Football Focus's tweet with one of his own saying, quote, <laughs> I did not grade our guys this high. Thanks for the poison, though. Can't wait until our next game, end quote. And what makes this story even better is that after Coach Mateos tweeted, his mom, at Ma Mateos, responded with this tweet, poison or not, I like this. Ah, uh, yes. Mixed signals yes. in the Mateos family. I love it. I love it. When the moms get involved, it's at another level. <laughs> Mom, I'm trying to work here. <laughs> All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Louisiana Tech, come on down. On October 2nd, Friday night, General Conference weekend, the Bulldogs and Cougars will meet for the first time ever and thus at a second game with the Conference USA opponent. Jason, does the addition of a Louisiana Tech team that won 10 games last season make up for the potential loss of the game with Army? Uh, It doesn't make up for Army, but I don't think that 
the intention from Tom Holmo was to schedule this game to make up for Army. Look, getting, as you mentioned, Louisiana Tech 10 wins last season. It's a good team. The fact that you were able to get them at home, that, that's, a, that's a good thing. I have a feeling that this game probably would have been scheduled independent of whether or not Army played, Army and BYU played this weekend or not. We knew that Tom was looking to fill open dates throughout the remaining parts of the schedule. This was an open date, so I don't think one has anything to do with the other. Obviously, the hope is that you get Army rescheduled, and by all accounts, at least from BYU's side of things, they would certainly want to do that. But beyond being able to play the 2-0 Black Knights this week, you're, you're missing out on the exposure of what Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon was going to be. You had two undefeated teams, granted 2-0 and 1-0, but you had both teams that are coming off very impressive victories, both of Army's victories were impressive. BYU, obviously, we know what they did against Navy. This was getting legit promotion. It was going to be on the Saturday afternoon slot on CBS. There were a lot of people extremely excited about this. When, when it was announced that it was postponed, there were several national college football writers that were disappointed they weren't going to get an opportunity to see this game. So Army's looked really good. BYU's looked good. You're going to miss out on that. So I really don't think that the Louisiana Tech game makes up for it, but I don't think it was ever intended to make up for it. I think it's pretty close in terms of the quality of opponent or it will turn out to be such, Jason. Um, uh, and Louisiana Tech's going to play their first game this weekend, and then they'll come to Provo on October 2nd. So we'll, we'll start to find out what they're really about. But based on just the name alone, when I heard it, I thought, okay, this is uh, a better opponent than quite a few of the teams that BYU has on the schedule. Right. Like, I would take Louisiana Tech over Texas State and Western Kentucky and UTSA. Like, this is a... This is a good football team. quality team that BYU has scheduled. But they're not nationally ranked, and they're not 2-0, and they're not a service academy that has a deal with CBS Sports where you're going to go play on national television. So it doesn't not, as you pointed out, it does not make up for the window of opportunity that BYU loses out nationally, just exposure for the team. But quality of opponent, I think it's pretty close. I'm looking at ESPN's Football Power Index, and they have Louisiana Tech at number 55 right now. But again, they haven't played. They've got them projected to win seven games uh, out of the 11 that they have scheduled. This is a good football team, and BYU is fortunate that they're coming to Provo. I also think this is a really good sign for what's happened over the last couple of days. Obviously, with BYU having to postpone the Army game due to a couple of, of positive COVID tests within, within the program, you know, a, a lot of people immediately overreacted that, not, okay, this just means the season's going to be canceled. N- no, it doesn't. It was a postponement of one game, not a cancellation of the season. And I think the fact that Tom is still scheduling other opponents lay, lay, lends credence to that, that BYU's not trying to fold up the tents for the season. They're, they're moving forward. They're going to play Troy in two weeks. They're, they're scheduling games out. This was, this was a little bump in the road. This is not something that's going to cancel the season. I think that is a very positive sign. I'm very interested to see what happens with the Big Ten today and Pac-12 moving forward. Apparently tonight, the Big Ten, because <laughs> that got leaked that they're making an announcement tonight accidentally because of a hot mic. Hot mics! Hot mics! <laughs> uh, be careful when you're speaking in front of a microphone. I don't think it's going to result in any games for BYU, but I do wonder about what the Mountain West Conference decide to do and the Mid-American Conference decide to do if the wake of the Big Ten and Pac-12 returning kind of makes them think, all right, well, 
I guess we should start playing football now, and we need to look for opportunities. Will they be strictly conference only, or will the smaller conferences be open to scheduling a November game with the likes of BYU or even the first week of December? Yeah, but can those smaller schools financially do it? I don't know. I, I, I mean, look, look, the Big Ten's going to lose a lot of money regardless, but they still have more money than the G5 conferences where these, some of these schools, I mean, there's, there's just no way they can play. From a financial standpoint, I just don't know how – I don't think it will have – look, I could be completely wrong on this, but I think from a financial standpoint, I would be surprised if any of the G5s change course. It's just wild how many pieces are still moving. BYU just scheduled a game for this season right. when the season has already right. started. It's nuts. All right. To say the least. Topic number two. Yesterday was the first football media availability since the announcement was made that the Army game was postponed due to a few BYU players testing positive for COVID-19. Spencer, what jumped out to you from Kalani yesterday? A couple of things very prominently. Number one, that Kalani really wants that Army game rescheduled. Listen to this. I think that it's important that people know that we want to play Army. That's not something that, that, that our players are excited about, they, that we had to postpone that game. Our guys want to get on that game. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that we want to prove, a lot of things that we want to test ourselves. And, and facing a team like Army, their physical tough part of the game, I think that fits what we want to challenge ourselves with. Okay, it is clear that BYU and head coach Kalani Satake want the game with Army. So make it happen on November 28th. And I just wonder... If Army's athletic director, after the perceived salty tweet that he sent out, yeah, his, <laughs> hey, buddy, <laughs> maybe he's waiting to see if another team tests positive or has some type of uh, breakout, and then uh, another date earlier in November becomes available, and he calls up BYU and says, hey, Let's play on November 7th or well, November 14th. And correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't missed Army scheduling a game for this weekend, right? No. Like his, his plea for, hey, Twitter, do no. your thing, let's get a game. They haven't scheduled anybody no, yet for Saturday. scheduled a game. Right. So is he upset to the point where he's like, well, if I can get another game, better team to come to West Point on November 28th, then I'm going to do that. But think about that. Who's going to be willing to go to West Point in New York on November 28th over Thanksgiving weekend, especially if Army is as good as right. they look right now and they're going to beat up on you? Like, who's going to want to do that? BYU wants the smoke. Who else wants the smoke that's available, Jason? Right, you're right. Who else is available that wants that on November 28th? Make it happen. Let's go. I'm with Kalani, man. I, I agree with you. I, I thought that it, was, it was pretty obvious that Kalani and BYU want the game against Army. Now, it, it sounds honestly, it sounds like to me it's in Army's court to make that decision or not. The other thing for me that stood out was when Kalani was talking, just how determined and the tone he used when he talked. Listen to this. But from our football program and from our, and from our um, you know, administration, sports medicine department, we've done everything uh, uh, according to what's right and according to uh, being mindful and thinking of others and responsible. So uh, I don't think there's any chance that you could, you could look at that recklessness or anything being an issue here. This is a uh, – in fact, doing the responsible thing is to be a good partner to Army, knowing that we can get ahead of this and, and to, to, to try to get this kind of under control right now, um, especially with, uh, with uh, looking at the, you know, the, um, trying, to, trying to look at all the different variables that go involved, that are involved with it. We want to make sure we get this right before, uh, before going on and, 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 
and risking other um, other programs in other places. Look, I love the fact that Kalani came out and defended his program the way he did. He was straightforward and was like, hey, we didn't do anything wrong here. And there is this inference from a lot of people that BYU had these positive tests because they were undisciplined or that they were careless, that they were doing things that they weren't supposed to that do. That they went to dance parties. Yeah, they, they went – look, there, there, is this, there is this narrative that's being put out there that this happened because BYU did something wrong. And there is no evidence to the fact that they have done any of that. And you hear from Kalani coming out immediately and it's like, hey – this isn't true. This isn't. We've done everything we were supposed to do. We had negative tests before. We test three times a week. We had negative tests when we went there. We had negative tests when we came back. You know, the fact that, that people are saying that BYU are, is doing all of these things carelessly and that they're not disciplined, I think that's a really dangerous thing to be throwing out there right now. There is an idea that, because honestly, and, and this is human nature, when I saw oh, Memphis has had some positive tests, and you see these other schools that are having positive tests, and you're like, oh, what are they doing? You know, This is an airborne illness. So I had to check myself where I was like, you don't know. They, they could have received it just by walking down the street for crying out loud. We I don't know. I just love that Kalani came out. He was straightforward. He's like, we did everything we were supposed to do. There, there, is, there is no reason to believe that we did anything careless or, you know, of, of any kind that would have prompted any of this. I love that he came out and defended the program the way he did. Just straightforward. Just don't go to the stumps and dance to boys to men. I really need to know if anybody else outside of the state <laughs> calls it a stomp. Oh, love that Kalani supported his administration. about if he yes. went to stomps in New York. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Our question of the day. Well, BYU postpones Army, but they add Louisiana Tech does Louisiana Tech make up for the possible loss of the Army game? Why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. All right. Tons of response coming in. At Jason Neck 11 says, In 2019, Louisiana Tech posted a 10-3 and season. Hopefully they do it again with BYU football being one of the three losses. Good replacement to an Army team that is apparently chickening out. Okay. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, let's not call the military chickening out. It's probably not a good look. Okay, another one from at Mr. Notham. The only thing that will make up for losing Army is getting a ranked matchup. I think Tom Homo will make it happen. A ranked matchup. So BYU has to have hey. a ranked matchup to make up for a potential loss of a ranked matchup. There's a couple of dates available. Makes sense. We'll, we'll see what happens. November 28th, let's go. That's right. Coming up, Eric Mateos isn't drinking that poison, but maybe his mom is. And Blaine Fowler, does he think Louisiana Tech fills the void that is potentially left by Army? And is he buying BYU's number 21 ranking right now? This is BYU Sport Inflation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
After further review, returning next week on the BYU TV app, watch as Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and David Nixon get you ready for BYU's home opener against Troy. That's AFR next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern on the BYU TV app. Come on, Troy. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Zoom is dual threat analyst and BYU quarterback national champion and a man who has been known to breakdance at stomps all over the country. (laughs) Blaine Fowler is with us. Blaine, welcome, man. Hey, let's start with the dance moves. Uh, Are you in on the stomp thing, or is that just a Utah-based word? No, that's that's a Utah, New York, it's an everywhere word. Anybody that says otherwise doesn't know what they're talking about. So (laughs) a stomp, a stomp. I think it has has its origins back in the 50s, because I remember my parents telling me that, that when they used to go to a school dance, like everybody go to the gym and just kind of a casual. It's not like a prom. It's a it's an informal kind of a dance. They call it a stomp. And they would have it. Hey, let's. Go, they're going to have a stomp after the football game Friday night. So yeah, stomp is not just a Utah thing. So, That's an everywhere. Yeah. Thing. So see, Blaine back in like the the early '80s was going to stomps, listening to Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> oh yeah. No no. Earth, wind, and fire. Earth, wind, and fire was hot. You, imp- you impressed Brenda, fire, didn't you? That's cool, how you got Brenda. Cool in the gang. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, and, and then when I got to BYU, the place to go was the Star Palace down on 900 East. That doesn't even exist anymore. But, but let me tell you, the Star Palace king was Vi Sikahema. Okay. Um, he, was, he was the king. He owned that place because he had some moves that I don't even I don't even know how you get those kind of moves. So We do want to actually talk I, to I you. I was just like, have you? I, I was just I would just stay right in my home. You know what I mean? I was just right here. There you go. Yeah. That's just me. rock back and forth. Just stay in my home. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that. I would just stay in my home. <laughs> All right. Hey, speaking of staying at home, now that's a transition. Mm-hmm. BYU does get another home game. They announced yesterday Louisiana Tech will be in Provo on Friday, October second. Does the game against La Tech at all make up for the uh, for the potential loss? We're saying it's a loss right now. Hopefully get it rescheduled, but the potential loss of Army? Well, I, hopefully it's not a loss of army. Hopefully it's just an addition. But if, if for some crazy reason they can't reschedule that thing, let's say the 28th of November, um, as just an idea, right? That's just an idea. But if they can't reschedule that, I, you know, sure, I think it makes up for it. I, I think that those two teams, now Army's ranked right now, but I think coming into the season, those teams have similar stature. Um, you know, Army had a really great season two seasons ago, and we're down a little bit last year. Louisiana Tech won 10 games last year, had a really good season last year, lighting up the scoreboard. So I, I think those are teams of similar, um, you know, similar national presence. Um, not historically. Obviously, Army's won national championships. They're one of the greatest teams and one of the greatest histories of all time. But in recent years, I, th- I think the Louisiana Tech and Army are, are similar. Um, and so, I, yeah, I think that's okay. That's that's fine with me. And it's a Louisiana Tech team with a coming off a ten win win season. They they have some big shoes to fill on the offensive side of the ball. But but I think it's a good it's a good ad. Blaine, it's clear that Kalani Satake and every member of the BYU football team they want the smoke from Army. They wanted the ranked matchup, and they want it again on the schedule. Do you think that BYU and Army will play football against each other for the first time ever and do so in the twenty twenty season? I think they will. And and I love the pressure that Kalani and, and everybody is putting on these guys. They're not making any bones about it. They're just saying, Hey, it's not, I love how Kalani goes. It shouldn't be that hard. We have an open date. They have an open date. Let's fill it. Let's play this football game. And, and uh, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I, I really do feel 
uh, in my heart, there's a really good chance that gets that gets added to the end of the season. I, I would love to see him play Army. I have tremendous respect um, for Army. And, uh, hey, you're going to play Navy. I, let's add Air Force to the schedule, too. Let's just do the trifecta and add Air Force, too. Hey, as long as BYU is up for the Commander-in-Chief trophy. When it's all said and done, <laughs> they they should be. Hey, even if they beat Navy still, and Army, they should get it. I think. So. so, hey, who do you think right now is the toughest opponent currently on the schedule for the Cougars? Some might. Well, if you if you take Army off, right? So we're going to say yeah, Army's off the table Army's right now. On, they're not on the schedule right now. And I go back and forth between Louisiana Tech and Houston. I think Louisiana Tech. Maybe um, because they had 10 wins last year, we, we really were putting them in, a, in a, a, a place up here, maybe ahead of Houston, because Houston was 4-8 and eight last year. But, but Louisiana Tech's got a new quarterback. They're basically retooling their entire offensive line. And so I don't expect them to be a 10-win team, even if they, don't, they may not play 10 games. But, even but, with um, Houston, Houston being I on think, the road? Yeah, I think – well, here's – I'm going to say Houston is – that's what I'm saying. Louisiana Tech, I think a lot of people are thinking because they won 10 games – and even though Houston only won four last year, I'm going to put Houston as the toughest left on the schedule. They were expected to be better last year, and they had a drama at quarterback. Their quarterback sat out and then transferred, and and they were supposed to be really good. They've got four of their five guys back on the offensive line, um, and the guy that ended up coming in, the sophomore um, Clayton Toon, he, he started seven games. I think they have more coming back. Houston always has great athletes. And, and uh, Dana Holgerson's a ph- phenomenal offensive mind, their head coach. And so I think I think that they're going to be the most formidable opponent left on the schedule, barring Army coming back on the schedule at the end of the year, and then that one would be a toss-up to me. Blaine Fowler, national champion quarterback at BYU, dual threat analyst with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars are ranked number 21 right now after one game, but what a game it was. Are you buying the number 21 ranking in the modified AP Top 25? Well, you guys know that before the season even started and we were talking about this team, I said this was going to be a ranked team. So I am buying it. Um, we knew what they had coming back. We knew how dominant front. And we've been hearing all about um, Tyler Algier and, and, and Lopini Katoa and how good they were going to be at running back. And then everything we've been hearing manifests itself in a big way in that opener. So, yeah, I, I think that's it's very valid. Um, and – I thought that they'd be ranked. I didn't know it would be after week one, but I thought they'd be ranked this season. And I thought that before, you know, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten weren't playing. How do you believe, and I'm not sure if it necessarily reflects itself too much against Troy in the home opener, but how do you anticipate how BYU will, will need to practice over the next week and a half or so, where they're going to get in the pods or the cells or, or whatever. I'm not sure the term they're using, but kind of having everybody socially distanced for obvious reasons. How do you think that will affect preparation for a football game? Well, it, it, it complicates it, certainly. Um, the fact that they had some success and they've been together for a long, long time through camp is helpful. But now you're going to separate guys off in, in small groups and they're going to they're rotate out in practice and rotate in the weight room. Um, and I think they're going to try, as, as Kalani mentioned, they're going to try to get that back together so they can have a full week of practice next week. So as long as they can practice together next week, I think it has a minimal effect. Um, and they're doing all the right things. I think this is the right move to make. They can stay fit. They can stay sharp doing it in small groups where they're spread out and socially distancing so they can try to get this behind them. And then as long as they can have a normal prep week, I think I think they're okay. Um, 
it's an interesting uh, an interesting challenge because they're going from an option team to a team in Troy that that uh, is going to spread it out and throw the ball around a bunch and um, you know it, it's a completely different challenge so you do need you do need prep time um, but I think I think a week is enough. Blaine, where are you conducting this interview? Because it looks like you're sitting on the top of a bunk bed. No, I'm in the attic because I'm quarantining. Aha. Uh-huh. No, and and I don't and and I don't need to, but I'm just. This is just, uh, you know, I'm just in solidarity with the team. I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything from my attic, and so. You know, actually, I normally sit down at my desk, but. Brenda's got this gigantic cleaning project going on downstairs. This is the beauty of everybody being at home. And I, was, I just said, where is it quiet? So I came up to the bonus room over the garage. I love it. Um, Getting far des- away from I, the cleaning is a smart move. I, I decided I might as well just say it's in solidarity with the team. So I'm isolate, <laughs> I've isolated myself in my attic. Until the team comes together, I'm not coming out. People are sliding food under the door to me. <laughs> that is devotion. That is devotion, my friend. It's great to catch up with you. We obviously can't wait to see you in person again and uh, can't wait to get back to work uh, when you have AFR going again next Tuesday. Yeah, we'll be there. And then uh, let's hope that that, uh, um, the game is on in two weeks and everybody's back together and this COVID thing's behind him and we just move forward. And uh, and do you guys know anybody at Army that we can call to get that (laughs) thing on the schedule on the 28th? I've got a buddy up there. Everybody's got a buddy there. (laughs) You want to? Yeah. I know some. I know some former grads that are way up in the military, but they're not. They're not at West Point anymore. That's not far from where I grew up. Exactly. So you're the New York. You're the one that would have the you're connections. The I know. It, it's it's not far from there. I may have to send some of my boys down there and have a little influence. See what they can do. Blaine, so. great to talk with you, man. Just stay in your zone. Yeah. Have right fun here. at the stomp tonight. Stay, stay right, in guys. your zone. Uh, no, no. I'll be here in my attic <laughs> until the team comes together and practices as a team. All right, brother. Dedication right there. Talk to See you, you guys. Blaine Fowler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Coming up, James Empey on being a player in the times of COVID. And do rankings really matter at this point? Blaine's buying it. Are you? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. To get to know the players, the coaches, and some compelling fan stories, search Deep Blue on the BYU TV app today. All 23 Deep Blue features from last season are available and on demand today. His name is Jason Shepard, and he likes to party. My name is Spencer Linton, and I like to party, too. No, 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 no. Only I like to party. (laughs) This is BYU Sports Nation, our collective party. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. BYU offensive line coach Eric Mateos retweeted the Pro Football Focus College tweet that has Clark Barrington, Tristan Hodge, James Impey, and Brady Christensen as the highest graded O-lineman in the country. Mateos added his comment of, quote, I did not grade our guys this high. Thanks for the poison, though, end quote. Spencer, you drinking that poison? I'm two bottles deep into this, Jason. Oh, my. <laughs> Absolutely. I saw what I saw Yes, against Navy. Are you kidding? We've been hearing about it all offseason, and I thought that they were really good at points last yeah. season. Yes, yes. I'm two bottles deep. Yeah, I am drinking it. I'm asking for seconds because exactly what you said. Based off of the teams that have played and what I saw against Navy, there is no question in my mind that they are the best offensive line in the country right now. They don't have to drink it. Fine. Let them do their own thing. 
but I'm thoroughly enjoying it. In fact, it tastes quite nice. <laughs> Let's hope we don't get sick later. <laughs> what is that, grape? All right, Jason, according to various reports, the Big Ten Conference could vote this week, or maybe tonight, according to a hot mic, on a potential return to play. ESPN says the earliest the Pac-12 could return is mid-November. So, focusing in on the Pac-12, what's going to happen first? BYU men's basketball will play a game, or the Pac-12 will play a football game? BYU hoops, for sure. Look, no school in the state of California can even go to class or be in a gym, okay? I have no idea how they're expected to do that. So, yeah, I'm for sure going BYU hoops before the Pac-12 plays football. Is anybody going back to Cali these days? Doesn't seem like it. Well played, LL Cool J. It's going to be BYU basketball with the narrative happening right now. The Pac-12 said the most aggressive approach we have is returning in mid-November. That's the most aggressive approach. When has California ever been aggressive amidst this whole pandemic scenario? It hasn't happened. It's going to be BYU basketball unless... Something crazy Something happens. dramatic changes. All right, Fessy Satake, Cougar wide receiver coach, tweeted about the new PGA Tour 2K video game, tweeting out, I'm officially buying this game now just so I know what it feels like to be Tony Finau. Uh, what video game would you buy just so you could play as a certain player? Uh, I want to be Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so I'm going to go with Madden 21. Like I, I, I like the new-look players, the big names yeah. in the in the new Madden. Yeah, for, I'm going to same, same game. I'm going to go, I want to be Patrick Mahomes. Of course you do. Because the guy does things that nobody else on the planet can do. I thought you were going to say Tyreek Hill because you want his speed. Yeah, I could have the speed of the cheetah. Absolutely. (laughs) The BYU cross-country team, women's side, nationally ranked. The men are number two, the women number ten. Women's coach Dilji Taylor tweeted, remember the beginning of last year when we were ranked number nine and almost walked away with the title at the NCAAs? Just remember, y'all, rankings mean nothing. Begs the question, Jason, do rankings matter? I believe this with all of my heart. Rankings only matter when it means good things for the team I want it to mean. Yeah, when it's convenient for the when team it's con- you like. Yes, when it says good things about the team I want, then yes. When it, it doesn't, ah, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Right now, it matters for Look, football. We're just keeping it real, okay? We're all like that. Let's keep it rolling. All right, top five blowouts in our top five Tuesdays coming up. And BYU center James Empey has a grown man's game and a grown man's mustache. Is it the source of his excellence? I'm going to challenge him with some media poison, too. Will he take the bait with BYU Sports Nation? So much poison talk. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU football with Kalani Satake returns next Tuesday. But, hey, if you can't wait until then for some BYU football content, you can go to the BYU TV YouTube account or the BYU TV app to get interviews, deep blues, and classic games all on demand. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in Studio B. Yesterday I had the opportunity to speak with BYU center James Empey following practice, and you better believe I challenged him on all these poisonous comments coming from the media, including us and uh, just to see if he would take the bait. Here's my one-on-one BYU football all-access on Zoom via the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. All right, James. uh, Typically, I would begin with a question about the schedule, but your mustache is now pushing me in another direction. So let's start there. Um, That's healthy. That's healthy. How how much growth? How long have you been growing that thing? Okay, so I've ever since, like, Corona – 
happened earlier this year. I grew I grew a beard while we were in quarantine, and I shaved the beard but kept the stash. So it's been there for a while, but I've I've been trimming it. But right now I'm just kind of seeing if it can get a little bit longer, a little bit bushier. We'll see. I don't know. Okay. And Working more on importantly, it. Importantly, how does your lovely wife feel about all of this? She tolerates it. <laughs> <laughs> she tolerates it. She uh, it, if if you ask her, she'll she'll probably make a a funny face or something. But uh, she <laughs> she lets me do it for now. I mean, we'll see. We'll see Tolerators, how much longer she can take it. Yeah, tolerates the right verb, my friend. Good stuff. Okay, now to the football. Uh, BYU is ranked in the AP poll for the first time in a couple of years. You just had to postpone the Army game and then added the Louisiana Tech game early on Monday. How would you explain the emotions that you felt over the past 72 hours? And I'll tell you what, 2020 is a roller coaster, man. And, and we're just we're rolling with the, the punches and, and trying to do our best to, to control what we can control and, um, you know, be in the moment. And, and right now we have, you know, the, 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 AD, the AD, he's doing a great job at scheduling us games and, and uh, everybody's doing a great job at, you know, with, with our best interest in mind, keeping us healthy and safe and, you know, trying to, to, to be responsible moving forward and just everything going on right now. We're, we're grateful that we get to play and we're grateful, you know, everything's going on. We're excited to prepare for Troy and, and uh, we're, you know, hopeful that the Army game gets rescheduled and, you know, we're just trying to look at everything with a, a positive mindset and, and keep moving forward and, you know, taking things as they come. James Empey with us on BYU Sports Nation. What was the reaction from the team collectively, at least in your observations, when you found out that there would be no trip to West Point, New York? I mean, the the initial um, reaction for everybody is probably just to be a little bit bummed, you know, just kind of because we were, we were looking forward to that game. And, and like I said, we're hopeful it's going to get rescheduled. So it was kind of a bummer at first, but then – you know, we, we, we get to play football still and, and we still have games on the schedule and we're still adding games. And so, you know, initially um, kind of a bum reaction, but then everybody's just excited to, to keep moving on and keep preparing because, you know, we get to play and, and there's a lot of people that don't get to play and we realize that. And so we're, we're just grateful that, that we get to keep going. What will practice be like with uh, the low number of COVID positive tests within the team and then the, uh, the exposure to other people. So, how is practice going to work over the next week or so? You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not so sure yet. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm interested to find out as well. I know. You know, everybody's working real hard to to come up with a, a plan and a schedule that's going to you know help us keep getting better with with uh, everything going on right now. And and I know that that we'll be successful in doing so. I, everybody, you know, we got a lot of people in our corner. A lot of people working hard to to figure it out and. And I think they're going to do a great job. So I'm, I'm as interested as you are in, in figuring that out. So, No, and I appreciate the, the clarity in that answer. Um, if you can, walk the fan base through what it's like as a player right now with all of the COVID precautions that you are going through in an effort to keep everyone healthy. What, what is your typical day like in that regard? Um, well, I mean – just kind of waking up and, and getting the, the classes done, whether they are online or whether you have to go up on campus and um, just making sure you get that done right now. Uh, most, I think everybody's going to be trying to do everything online right now. Um, and just, you know, trying to stay on top of that, trying to, you know, get some, some film work in before practice starts and then getting ready to go lift, always having your mask on, uh, testing three times a week and, um, any practice and you got your little face shield on and you got a mask on and you're, you know, out of practice trying to get better at football. And then, 
uh, once practice is over, you got to have your mask on and, you know, you got to make sure you're not in, in, in big groups and you have plenty of space and there's not a lot of like lounging time. It's, you know, everything has a purpose and you're trying to, you know, stay as clean and healthy as possible. And, you know, it's just a process. And I know everybody in the country is kind of going through their own little process of, of staying clean and staying safe. And, and uh, we have our process too. And I think, you know, every day we're getting a little bit better at it and we're, you know, following the guidelines uh, as best we can. BYU center James Empey with us on BYU Sports Nation. Do you feel like this is a wake-up call of sorts uh, and, and a reminder that uh, this thing is still out there? Yeah, I mean, I, going into the season, we, we knew something like we knew this stuff was going to happen and we're not the first game to get, you know, rescheduled. Uh, and and we just we just got to be able to, to roll with the punches and, and and keep things going from from a week to week basis. You know what I mean? And so um, no, knowing this was going to happen sometime somewhere, you know, and now it's happening. We just got to be ready for it and be ready to move on and, and keep things rolling. And I know our guys are doing a good job and, and they they know um, we all know you know, kind of what we need to do and, and, and how we need to act both on campus and off to, to be safe. And, and I think our guys are doing a great job of that. And we just got to keep, keep getting better and keep moving on. Okay. Now on to the good news, as we mentioned, uh, closer to the beginning of the interview, Louisiana tech is added back to the home schedule. So you've got a full home slate now, six games at LaBelle Edwards stadium in Provo. Uh, the Bulldogs come in Friday night, October 2nd over conference weekend. What do you think of a first ever matchup against a team that won 10 games a year ago? Oh, I, I think it'd be fun. We know they're a great team and, and, uh, they, they do a really good job and, and play really hard and physical and, you know, we're excited for that. I think everybody's more excited for, for Troy this, this next week though. So we gotta, we gotta take care of first things first, but we're just, we're grateful that Tom is, you know, working so hard on our schedule and getting us games to play and everybody in our corner trying to help us play. And we're just, we're, we're grateful for the, for the opportunity. BYU has a number 21 in front of it, that national ranking from the AP poll after one game, what does a national ranking mean to you? It's poison, not drinking it. <laughs> you are well coached by Eric Mateos. You know that. <laughs> That's good stuff. Okay, uh, let's let's discuss some more poison then, because the folks at Pro Football Focus they sure like the BYU offensive line and and how things graded out against Navy. Um, does is that validating at all, or are you do you worry just more about what your coaches say? It's poison. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, we know you're, you're only as good as your next play. You know what I mean? You're only as good as your, your next opportunity to play football. You're only as good as your next snap. You're only as good as, as all that stuff. So, I mean, it, it's all good and great, but it's, you know, behind us now. And, and we just, we want to be able to, to play even better against Troy. Uh, speaking of coach Mateos and that uh, avoid the poison mentality. Well, he, he did have a bit of good personal news. He got engaged, man. What, what, has his personality has he been nicer at practice? <laughs> he's he's the same coach Mateos. He's he's the same guy, but we were we were all stoked for him. We you know, when everybody heard about it, saw it on social media, we we uh we we were pumped for him and, and pumped him up a little bit. We were we were excited for him and uh and you know he he deserves it so very good. James, before we let you and that amazing mustache go, I need to ask you about uh, your two sisters, both playing goalkeeper as freshmen for BYU women's soccer right now. They obviously don't have a fall season, but they were able to play in the blue-white scrimmage on Saturday night. 
Uh, they're great athletes. Who's the best athlete in your family right now? Um, let's see. Uh, I shouldn't be biased. Uh, uh, probably my mom. <laughs> A good answer, man. Wow. Wow. You're a veteran. You know that? You're straight up just, just a classic veteran player right there. Um, congratulations on uh, a great opening performance against Navy again. Obviously a bummer about Army, but uh, we too are excited about your next opportunity against Troy. Let's give you some karma for that. Extend the karma to the team to stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again soon, man. All good. Thanks, Spence. James Empey on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. He was not falling for any of your tricks, Spencer. Poison. Uh, it's poison. <laughs> Good stuff. Coming up, our rise and shout-outs, both ironically coming from the National Football League. And if you like blowouts, like BYU over Navy, 55-3, to then you're going to love what we have for Top 5 Tuesday. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation, presented by... Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We continue with this reminder. The show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. And also download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Top 5 Tuesday brings you the top five blowouts in BYU football history. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Number five, the largest blowout in BYU history. BYU beat UTEP in 1980, 83 to 70. Setting a record. To what? 80, excuse me. 83 to 7. Okay. Excuse me. Thank you. Setting a record that still stands for the most points scored. Jim McMahon threw for 451 yards and six touchdowns. Now, on the screen, you see uh, All American Nick Ayer running the UTEP defensive line into the ground, and current athletic director Tom Holmo, yep. who was a sophomore on this defense, making the tackle. 83 7 blowout. 83 points at number four. It happened all of mm, eight days ago. Labor Day 2020, BYU goes to Annapolis and sinks the Navy. 55-3, the largest opening day victory since 1986 when BYU beat Utah State 52-0. Lopini Katoa, three total touchdowns. Tyler Algier, two more touchdowns. BYU pulled their starters in the third quarter and landed themselves at number 21 in the AP Top 25. Number three comes back to 1989. Great year when Ty Detmer torched the Utes for 70 points. BYU got out to a 63-10 lead in this one. 63-10, winning ultimately 70-31. BYU scored eight touchdowns on its first eight drives. The 70 points scored is a series record. And is and the uh, the 101 total points scored is also a series record. BYU running back Fred Whittingham said after the game, "quote It was just as easy as it looked. It was like we were running against air. It was <laughs> easy to break tackles and find holes. Their defense didn't seem to be there." End quote. Whoa. Oh, how I long for those days. Oh. Number two all started with Taysom Hill's leap of faith at Texas. An unforgettable 30-yard touchdown run. The first of his three scores on the ground what? and sparked a 28-point third quarter. BYU beat Texas 41-7, largest non-conference home loss for Texas since 1997. And keep in mind, this was just one year removed from BYU's 40-21 blowout of Texas in Provo. Yes. Number one comes 
in 2008 when number 18 BYU crushed UCLA 59 to nothing behind seven Max Hall touchdown passes. Now you got to go all the way back to 1929 to find a time where UCLA suffered a worse loss than they did in Provo that day. UCLA entered the game 1-0 after beating 18th-ranked Tennessee in Week 1, but BYU put this one to bed early, scoring 35 points in the second quarter alone. They took a 42-0 lead into halftime and extended it to 59-0 through three quarters before they uh, called off the dogs. When Wayne Latu is having a great game, <laughs> you know it's not a good day for UCLA. 59 to nothing, and those are your top five blowouts in BYU football history. Question of the day, does the addition of the Louisiana Tech game to the BYU 2020 schedule make up for the potential loss of a game with Army? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at swooshlife59 on Instagram. I mean, this season, every game counts. Every single one. Would it be nice to play a ranked Army team? Of course, but at least BYU's playing. Hoping the Army game does get rescheduled. Bring on the Bulldogs, but first bring on the Trojans, right? Absolutely. The Troy Trojans from Troy, Alabama. Okay. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. Jason, you're up first. I am going to go with an NFL kicker. Uh, If you watched last night's second game of the Monday Night Football broadcast, uh, Denver, Tennessee, uh, Titans kicker Stephen Goskowski had a horrible night to begin, missed three field goals and an extra point. His team was behind by a point with 17 seconds to go, kicks the game-winning field goal. Congratulations to Stephen Goskowski. He gets my rise and shout-out for coming back and getting the game winner. I hope he has his job still. Well, he won the game. You know, so. I, I, I'm just saying. Uh, mine goes to another NFL guy, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, someone took a kind of secret video of him going into a restaurant, coming out, and uh, without him knowing, he bought a meal for a homeless man on the street. Just took it out to him, talked to him, gave it to him. I, and this, is, this plays to a bigger message. There are so many stars that are doing things like this that don't get talked yes. about. And I don't think he intended for it to get talked about. No, no. But uh, I love to see it. There's so much good in the world. Let's celebrate it. Absolutely. Our thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler and BYU Center, James Empey. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jason Shepard, I am Spencer Linton. Let's shout out to the king of stumps, Vi Sikahema. Nice. What was the name of the place? The what palace? The some yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. See you tomorrow, Goku. <laughs>